0: Hi, and welcome to Effective's Top 10 Tips podcast. Each episode is a quick roundup of practical, easy to implement tips on a wide range of management and personal development themes. As always, full show notes for this episode, including a handy summary of each tip, are available on our website. Just see the episode notes for this and many other useful links. We also offer workshops and coaching on all topics covered in this podcast series. Today's episode is on development through delegation. Tip number one hierarchy matters. Essentially, delegation is a hierarchical operation. It's the passing of something from one level to the level below. So we talk about delegation in terms of delegating downwards. It's from a more senior to a less senior person. We can't delegate laterally, or in reverse, we can't delegate upwards. Tip number two, three things move. Three things move when you delegate. The first, obviously, is the task itself. The second thing that moves is the authority necessary to do that task. And that's sometimes forgotten. The person who is doing the task, called the delegatee, has to have the authority that the delegator, the person who's delegating, already has. The third thing that moves is responsibility. Responsibility. But this splits. There is a split between task responsibility and managerial responsibility. Task responsibility means the delegatee has the final responsibility for completing the task well. And the person who's delegating, the delegator, always has managerial responsibility. That means they are responsible for the decision to delegate, what to delegate, who to and why, and how it's managed. Tip number three. Delegation isn't dumping. Delegation isn't or shouldn't be dumping. If the delegator delegates something to the delegatee because it is convenient for the delegator or because it's easy to delegate but there's no value in it for the delegatee then the delegatee will see it as dumping. Tip number four. Delegation isn't work allocation. Delegation isn't work allocation either. Imagine you're a manager of a team of people. Let's say you're a grade 1 and they're at grade 2, and 2 is a lower level than 1. You will probably have incoming to your desk a whole range of tasks that should be rerouted to the people in your team. They are grade 2 tasks, and you, at grade 1, have the responsibility for allocating those grade 2 tasks to people who are at grade 2. So you're allocating the work that truly and properly belongs to them. It's part of their job description. It's what they are there to do. That's not delegation. That's allocation. And if you were to say that to somebody that, I'm delegating this to you, there's a danger that they will think, hmm, this must really be your task, because otherwise you wouldn't be delegating it. Tip number five. Delegation isn't teamwork. There may be a situation where it's a critical moment. Everybody's busy. There's a strict deadline to meet and everybody mucks in. Everybody does whatever's necessary. So that might mean sometimes more junior people do more senior tasks just to get things done. That's not delegation. That's not really organised or programmed or scheduled. It's just good teamwork. Everybody in the moment is doing whatever it takes to get the job done. Step number six. Delegation is developmental. The trade-off for the delegate has to be something worthwhile to justify taking on an additional task. Otherwise, it will be demoralizing rather than uplifting. Typically, therefore, the task has to be a main responsibility of the delegator, representative of their grade and skill level, and therefore developmental for the delegatee. Tip number seven. Three key principles. There are three key principles that should underpin positive delegation. The three principles are, firstly, as already mentioned, the task has to be developmental for the delegatee. Secondly, it has to be voluntary. I don't think delegation can be imposed on people and expect to be effective or valued. So the delegatee should have a say in whether they're happy to do that task or not. Thirdly, it needs to be finite. It is not a backdoor way of extending a delegatee's job description or number of tasks. Tip number eight. Development through delegation. Here's how this process works. As delegator, you explain to your team the nature of delegation as outlined in this podcast. And then you ask if anyone would like to be part of the development through delegation process. Let's assume you have six in your team, and three say yes, and three say no, which is fine. What's also important about this process is that all six members of your team were asked, were given the same equal opportunity to take part. There should be no favouritism. There should be no preferential treatment that this person is good for development or should be stretched. The process should provide equal opportunity for all. Ideally, the delegator then finds three separate tasks to give to the three who've joined the process. They have to be developmental and ideally different for each delegatee. They each carry out their delegated task, and then the task returns to the delegator. Then the tasks rotate, so the three team members get to do each of the three tasks in rotation. It's possible that the three people who decided they didn't want to take part changed their mind and want to be included. They can be. And it's equally possible that one of the three who said they were up for it decide that they're not, or that they have a busy month coming up and maybe moving house or going on holiday. And that's fine too. It's a flexible arrangement. It's voluntary. Tip number nine, the triple win. The development through delegation process provides a triple win. Clearly, the individual, especially if they volunteered, sees a win in in that they get valuable development. The manager, as delegator, gets several wins. They get a reputation for investing in staff. They build cover through flexibility in the team. And they get some time off to deal with other work when the delegatees are working on the tasks that would normally be done by the manager. And the organisation benefits through capacity building. Tip number 10. Provide choice. Typically, when delegating, the delegator chooses what to delegate to the delegatee. But why not, as the delegator, give the delegatee a choice? Why not offer the delegatee a list of tasks from which they can choose? If there's a task you don't want to delegate for whatever reason, then clearly don't put it on the list. So everything that's on that list, you are comfortable with delegating. And, given that the delegatee is choosing, then presumably they're comfortable with that choice. So, that's another win-win. So, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it or leave us a review. Remember, you can find full show notes on our website, plus a growing library of free resources which you can easily search by theme to find content that's relevant for you. We also offer workshops and coaching on a wide range of topics. Links to all of these resources are in the episode notes. Thank you.